Welcome to Cambo Rico, the podcast with Pedro Martinez and Rosemary Mel. Good evening, wherever you are, whatever you're watching this or listening to us. This is podcast number four. And yes, we're counting. Count till we can't count anymore. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, thank you so much for all the support that you have given us so far. Uh, really appreciate it. Um, we over 6,000 subscribers on YouTube. We got quite a few followers on Facebook. Uh, we really appreciate it. I mean, when we first thought of this, those, hey, you know, we got, got a handful of folks. Our friends are probably watching and we're going to be uh, looking at things and criticizing our video, having fun with it uh, as we share information. So definitely took us by surprise. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think we were interesting at all, really. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, definitely um we love doing this podcast i mean we're gonna get better with time uh we're learning about video about audio uh i was just trying to have a fluid conversation without even thinking we have you know cameras looking at us and people are gonna be watching you know it's just it's like public speaking you know you are um trying to be normal trying to convey a message and you know at the same time having fun with it you know so it's uh it's really interesting for me well i have like bad habits like i'll scratch my face or i'll rub my eyes or <laughs> it's like i gotta watch out for that yeah so it's one of those things um today it is 9-11 as we are recording uh this podcast um 9-11 uh or 9-11 that was a tragedy that thousands of innocent folks lost their life uh, in New York, uh, the Trade Center. Um, obviously, me being a little uh, conspiratory inclined, mm. I have to ask, you know, who was really behind 9-11? That is a question that depending on who you talk to, you will get different answers. Yeah, I was like, don't, don't ask that yeah. question. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the, I mean, I, I love asking, I love... Uh, seeing all those documentaries around it i mean who was really behind 9-11 that's still a question that remains unanswered um questioning is healthy um i don't want to diminish the tragedy i don't want to diminish what happened because obviously the, there was a gravity it was a grave yeah there was a great a lot of facts that that are known but there are also a lot of facts that are unknown still until today so you know it's, i think it's healthy to question things um, and, and I said this because as we're learning, uh, about the war against all Puerto Ricans, uh, which is by the way, I have a book right here. Uh, this is a great book. Uh, I think it should be mandatory for all kids in high school here in Puerto Rico, perhaps in college. It should be mandatory for those expats 
moving into the island, especially North American. This is no anti-American book. This is an anti-colonial book. And history is history. So the same way we're finding things through the Freedom of Information Act uh, to this day in 2020, where atrocities happen against us, uh, Puerto Ricans here on the island. Um, we are finding things through the FOIA request about 9-11, about things it just do not add up based upon what our uh, top leaders were telling us at the time. So I don't know if whether they did it to protect us, to not create panic, whatever reason was, but all this conspiratory stuff, you know, I love it. So it's very mm -hmm. interesting to me. So, alrighty. Um, other than uh, me reading that book, which by the way, is a great book. Um, I will suggest, you know, you make it one of your next reading. It's a, it's a quick reading, probably uh, two, three hours. On Pedro's book club. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So it's one of those books, you know, it's a, uh, you get hooked um, because of the story of Pedro Albizu Campos. You get hooked about, um, you know, I didn't know there was a massacre in Rio Piedras. There was another massacre in Ponce and the story behind them is, is they should make a movie out of this book, definitely. Um, also, Law 53. Do you know that singing the Puerto Rican national anthem or having a flag of Puerto Rico um, back then, it was illegal. Mm, I didn't know that. So I guess the Constitution didn't really um, cover us. I mean, it was uh, it was great. So Pedro Abizu Campos, it was the first Puerto Rican to go to Harvard Law School. Uh, he spoke six languages uh, fluently. Um, he was the president of the Puerto Rican National Party and helped write the Constitution of the Irish Republic, which is interesting. So how does a principal figure ends in such a tragedy? I mean, again, you're gonna have to read the book. I don't want to <laughs> give it out. So I'd be surprised, but I would love to see a movie uh, and perhaps have Benicio del Toro or somebody playing that, that role. So anyway, I think I don't... it'd be a documentary instead of a movie. Perhaps both, you know, it's like Che, Che Guevara. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. you can have the documentary but at the same time you know a have a movie yeah a docu movie you know it'll be fun Alrighty, so going about topics about books and history do not forget that you have until september the 14th to register to vote here on the island so if you haven't um registered yet make sure you go to your local electoral college they're open until september the 14th this is going to be a crucial year uh, I, I bet everybody says that for early elections. For every election. Yeah, but I think uh, things are shifting. The winds are shifting in Puerto Rico. People are really sick and tired of the corruption. Uh, we saw that with Ricky Rosselló being ousted, uh, in essence, you know, by the people. Um, we have good options besides the two major parties. There's a, you know, an independent. There's an uh, independent. There's also Victoria Ciudadana. Uh, led by Alexandra Lugaro. Those are other options that are available and they uh, look promising in a sense of, you know, they're not part of the bunch. They are very highly skilled people that um, can articulate well the problems that we have and they have good vision for us. So anyway, do your research. Um, I encourage you, 
do not vote traditionally, do your research about each candidate, and, you know, may the best candidate win. Um, I think I haven't been shy about who said who I'm voting for so far, so I'm going to go with Juan Dalmau for governor. Everything else, I'm going to go for the Victoria Ciudadana candidates, just because they're outside of the two major parties, so... Uh, here in Rio Grande, the major uh, elections, that's pretty much won by body. Uh, there's no other candidate, so he pretty much got that on his pocket. Mm -hmm. So congratulations to him. You haven't won yet, but you will, I'm pretty sure. Uh, he's part of the Partido Popular Democrático, PPD. So, And to be honest, um, if the next governor outside of the party steals money and corruption, but puts dozens of people in jail, the ones that stole the money from Puerto Rico, in jail for life, and um, made them pay back the money, I think people would be happy. That's a nice compromise. Uh, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I have my opinions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, Anyway, um, I think the, this week we were talking about uh, customer service, I think on a previous podcast, but one of the things that we experienced even until yesterday was a doctor's appointment. Um, oh, I think you've been behind a kind of person that we still can get somebody on the phone to just change an appointment. I mean, it's, it's a nightmare. I don't know. Uh, it seems like everybody's, I don't know, we have to work around them. And if you don't get in, it, it's like they're on lunch or I don't know, something is going on, but nobody picks up the phone. And even if, even, even insurance companies, there's like, you're jumping through hoops just to do something and to find out that, oh, it's just send an email. And it, it doesn't state anywhere that, oh, this is all you have to do. He's like, I have to go here. I'm going to transfer you here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And all of a sudden they say, just send an email when you get to the right person. You just have to get to the right person who knows how to do it. So they don't post the right instructions like one, two, three, this is what you do in this no, case. No, it's not so No direct. FAQs on their website or anything. Not even at the doctor's offices. There's not even, like, sometimes there's, a, like, an automatic, um, I guess, like, a customer, a customer service right. program uh -huh. that kind of categorizes it for you based on what numbers you press on the phone. And I guess they don't see that. And no matter what menu you go through on the phone you still have to repeat yourself as to like what needs to be done and it's like didn't i just go through the menu to get to you directly <laughs> i don't know well it is uh it has been a nightmare i mean again just to even change an appointment i know that we don't have all the things and uh, what i'm thinking is even today i'm gonna try to call again if i don't get them out on the phone we're gonna show up to the appointment and when we get there, hey, you know, you don't have everything. Well, you know, we're trying to contact you to change the appointment, but we're here now. So yeah, move the yeah. appointment to some other day or whatever. So, yeah, there's no... Uh, and again, I don't want to generalize on everything that we opinionate here, but our experience has been this. It just fucking sucks, you know. Um, there's no sense of, hey, you know, let's educate the customer. Let's work with them. There is no working backwards from the customer. It's just basically, this is what we do, this is what we are, and that's it, suck it. Yeah, it's a very frustrating, especially if you're new um, to, to all this. Because um, what I've experienced, 
being in the States, growing up there, is that everything is so centralized, everything is very processed. So um, one person handles one, per one client, where here, I guess they don't have the manpower to do that. And so, no, it's not one person, but they, you're, you have your doctor, they have their nurses, and they have their clients. And the nurses handle the clients for the doctors. But here, it's like one person handles everything for everybody. And everybody could include like 20 doctors. And I, I can see the frustration, but it's, it's also, you know, kind of like a snowball effect where everybody gets frustrated. And probably it's because there's no strategy, there's no organization within yeah, that yeah. institution that says, hey, you know, let's, let's look at what kind of customers we have. Let's look at the volume because at the end of the day, they're hurting themselves because they could probably handle more clients, more customers, more patients exactly. and make more money. But instead they just doing the barely minimal. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can speculate only what kind of mess they have, you know, internally, but you know, it's, it, it's it can be frustrating. So okay. if you come into the Island, um, Expect it. again, I don't want to generalize. There's some clinics that are, that are great. Um, uh, they're the rest of them. They're not, there's, mm -mm. it's hard to find a middle ground where either suck or either is great well it's not really like the the individual doctors uh, like we were talking the other day about um the f your files like right. e even your medical files it's, it's you have to gather them yourself there's no centralized location where each doctor will send you know will will say like okay i can look up your file here and and grab it as long as i have the hipaa you know permission signed by you or whatever like they do in the states because you have to actually carry paper copies of your medical records to these doctors to make sure that they have a full picture of what's going on with you if it's a new doctor and, you and never... probably multiple copies because if not they're going to charge yeah, you for the exactly. copies they charge you for those copies <laughs> over and over when they have the information digitally but they still want paper i don't know why i mean it's just I have no idea why. right um it, it, it Definitely is frustrating. So be ready for that when you come to the island. Do your research as far as you know which doctor to go to, which clinic. The problem is sometimes the great doctors are trapped within, within that bureaucracy. System. So mm -hmm. if you want to see a great doctor, um, perhaps the the secretaries, perhaps the insurance provider that doctors deal with may not be the best. So it's just finding the right combination. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to compromise, but remember this is an island. You're going to have to come with a, with a lot of patience because it's an island time. Uh, this is not hustle here. This is basically island times. The pace is very mm -hmm. slow. So, um, so either stay healthy, eat your superfoods and, and just don't go <laughs> and drink your beer. <laughs> That's what you need. <laughs> no, just don't go to the doctor. <laughs> All right. Um, talking about the, the services are not so great. Internet. I mean, I cannot stress this enough. Internet in Puerto Rico, oh, internet man. services sucks. I mean, um, at least where we are, there's a couple options, which is satellite, like HugeNet or one of these, you know, third party companies that still lease the, the services from HugeNet, satellite, or this WiMAX, which basically is, um, uh, not really a hotspot. It's like a longer distance Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. 
Uh, the company uses uh, like Cosonet. They uses the antennas that oh. talk point to point to mm -hmm. the cell phone towers, and it is just not efficient. I think we pay what sixty, seventy bucks for I don't know twenty megs yeah. down for for download, and then three for upload. I mean, it does the trick, um, but those are the only options that we have, and. That's, we're not in an area that's so remote, but we're still in an area that's kind of high up where other companies are not really competing because it's no market. So we kind of trap on this. Mm -hmm. so, so be ready for that uh, when you come to the island. So when you have, you know, uh, if you're used to fiber going to your house. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I remember we would download things and like, oh my God, it was, it was so two quick. seconds. I mean, we're but, like, what? It's done? Well, here you just uh, grab a cup of coffee and, and then you know. Yeah, look at the sunrise or yeah. something. Yeah, <laughs> take a break and then download it. But but anyway, um, it's not as bad. It's obviously it's not as reliable. You know, if it if it rains too much, it goes out. If it's too sunny, it goes out. If oh, it's yeah. you know, it's just interruptions. Too so windy. I will say it's probably one or twice a month it will go out. Um, but not for long. It's usually for just at most three four days. But then three, three four, four days, days, it'll be like, <laughs> it feels like forever without internet because you're, you're so accustomed to it. It's part of everyday life. It's a necessity, basically. So uh, as a backup plan, make sure you have a good cell phone plan with LTE or 5G. Mm. Well, if you can get 5G, uh, we can get four, LTE, two bars. Mm -hmm. um, and AT&T, if you're listening to this, um, your signals suck up here on the Yunque. So mm -hmm. we only get two bars and it's just horrible. But it works yeah we just live with it yeah so um so yeah that's that's out there for the internet um other things that we were talking about earlier was a new executive order from the governor so the governor spoke yesterday um this is all related to the COVID 19 and as i understand that you know uh and i'm gonna go through this for those that are listening locals that are very interested and uh we got a few people that reach out and say, hey, you know, why you guys not do like a nightly news, you know, <laughs> a uh, summary in English of what's going on? Because, you know, even the local government uh, only speaks Spanish, you know, they're not trying to post anything in English or at least they're not making it popular. Um, so one of the things is we are still going to have a curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, movie theaters, gyms, casinos are going to reopen at 20% capacity. Movie theaters, oh my God. Uh, that'll be kind of... I don't know, it's so enclosed. I'm still nervous Oh my God, somebody sneezes and then yeah. everybody gets sick. Or somebody farting, you can smell it. Oh, I mean, yeah, I know. Uh, it's, it's, it's just horrible. So, um, th those restaurants, now they're going from 25% capacity to 50% capacity. So restaurants were already open. However, on Sundays, they used to be closed. It was a lock, total lockdown for restaurants and bars and stuff like that. So um, now they're going to be able to reopen on Sundays. Oh. Obviously, with the new guidelines of the 25 or 50% capacity, depending <laughs> off. Yeah, so we're going to see more people on Sundays go out, get drunk. and. Yeah, Sundays is a big day to go out here. And I, I'm not, I don't know how that came about because Monday is a work day. But I don't know. It just seems like that's the day to get drunk, to get wasted, and to chill out with all your friends before your work day. So that you come into work with a hangover. That's good. Uh, no. <laughs> I think that's an island uh, 
Retarded. routine. Yeah, so it's how every island probably gonna, is probably going to... Oh, God, I remember. I mean, you do have that in the U.S., uh, just not as common, probably more on the, around the coast and certain cities, you know. But really? I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I, could smell, I, I remember smelling the alcohol of some people at work, you know, uh, back in the... It could have been your own work. breath. Okay. <laughs> oh, could I, be just me. Huh? <laughs> you're Damn. just like, I think you're true. I think you're hungover, but really it's just like. It's just you. Resonating, resonating from your skin. Maybe. Maybe that's what the problem was. <laughs> um, beaches are reopening. So now Yay! you can go to the beach. We got to the kids. Now it's going to be six between six and eight feet of distance between family nucleus or family groups. Um, Outside of the water, however, mandatory mask wearing is in place. You have to wear your mask outside of the water. Thankfully, it's not inside the water. I don't yeah, know how would that work, but yeah, that's going to be weird. So I guess we're going to have to remain in the water, so to speak, uh, to be able to be without mask. Beach chairs and coolers are prohibited. So I guess they want you to go to the beach, but they don't want you to party at the beach. So sit on a towel and... And wear know. your mask. And wear your mask. Yeah. And then you can have a suntan with your mask around or something. Oh, my God. I've seen the. I've seen the. <laughs> the, the <laughs> when you get sunburned and only here is white. <laughs> <laughs> so that's going to be interesting. So um, schools are still going online. They're still doing the distant education. Uh, concerts. Uh, theaters. No movie theaters. Just regular theaters. Corporate activities, they must seek approval from the governor's uh, secretary office. Uh, I guess if you want to do a concert, you have to ask the governor, hey, can I do it? Uh, so I don't know how would that work. And that's yeah, that's going to be weird. That's now, this is something that although things are reopening, I don't know, it's, it's going to be weird for us because if we were planning to go around the island and begin to start traveling you know this is why we were getting the cars ready and everything start getting some more videos and showing you guys uh, around the island um chinchorros or roadside eateries along with cafes bar and discotheque they will remain closed so i don't know if any of those places that are mom and pops in the middle of nowhere we won't be able to go so it's basically just full-scale restaurants and other places know, so that so sucks sad. I mean, what's the point? So I, I think a little unfair for those places because if those places are paying licenses for alcohol, tobacco, for, for other things for um, like to sell. Yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're supposed to keep the same guidelines as a restaurant. So why are we um, not going by the same rules for everybody? Mm -hmm. So I think... But those areas are, are more more popular with the locals here because... You know, it's like the, the social aspect of it. I know people congregate there. So it'll be almost like a concert. Almost. Because it gets so crowded sometimes on Sundays. So I can I can understand where they're coming from. Because it's hard to keep the the 6 foot or 8 foot or even 50% capacity. Because you never know who's going to come in and out. Well, but that will be up to the owners of the restaurant to ensure well, that they comply yeah. the guideline. I mean, the same thing with a restaurant. How will you do the same thing at a restaurant? You have to have people checking the... for temperature and make sure they're wearing the mask, policing. Mm -hmm. This is it. And and to be honest, you don't want to get sick. Stay That's home. That's very true. That's very Just true. Just stay the fuck home and don't criticize whoever wants to go to the beach don't criticize anybody else just stay away from those people that, that's that's it it's like a, you don't want to get flu 
don't leave your home stay home yeah. you know uh eat healthy you know take your vitamins pass the decision on to to the populace rather than trying to control the situation from above i i get it all right so we can purchase alcohol in restaurants and grocery stores up to 10 p.m which is you know that's great i mean yeah, most places fine. close at nine or so uh there's a few restaurants might close a little later but usually at that time so that kind of normalize things a little bit for us puerto ricans um marinas can open but boats more remain most remain 15 feet apart so i don't know how would that work especially on the little um, islands around the main island so i know uh, yeah. people like to gather but but yeah, i think that's doable so i expect to have a lot of more boats out there on the water this weekend uh caravans and activities that gather large group of peoples are totally prohibited i guess that included you know and the, the concerts buses. and uh, yeah party bosses and stuff like that so it is uh it, it, these are weird times um it's a new adjustment it's funny because we were watching some uh videos or other bloggers and let's say in thailand and things already ease up pretty good over there they they kind of back to normal it, it looks like i mean they've always been you know cautious about wearing the masks and because it, it's such a crowded country. I mean, they've made it their lifestyle to, to watch out for those things. And especially, I don't know how the medi medical like industry is there, but I don't, I don't think it's as well, I, I, guess can, efficient. Uh, I can tell you it's a lot cheaper than here and the oh, US. Yeah. yeah, oh my God, <laughs> everywhere is cheaper than the US. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, um, it's definitely a slow transition uh, I'm hoping that, you know, the numbers, the data reflect that, you know, we kind of over the curve, so to speak, you know, um, and we can get, you know, some kind of normalcy, especially for students, especially for families and, and for those small businesses that are really suffering that a lot of them, they will not make it. I mean, but it's so it, it just the way it is with the pandemic. Um, it, it is. It's going to be interesting to come back and, and somebody look at the legalities of what the government has done as far as lockdown, how they have messed up the economy for the good for all. So there are different points of views on this, but I, I, I would love to see somebody, you know, start researching. Maybe one of these losses will go all the way to the Supreme Court and, and determine, you know, up to what point government can tell you, you know, you're not supposed to open, you're not supposed to gather, you're not supposed to, you know, it's, it's, there's a breach of freedoms seems like uh but on the other hand you know i guess it's for our own good so maybe for our own good they're gonna force vaccines on you i don't know if you don't have vaccines you can buy shit uh or go out I, of your home you're gonna self-quarantine you're gonna uh, it's, we don't yeah, know where we go from here uh, and 2020 has surprised us has surprised us already so much that i don't know what's gonna happen oh my god it's just like diarrhea you know when it squirts out you never know where it's gonna go damn that's a <laughs> well i'm just saying like, <laughs> that's a fucked up shit analogy. already hit the fan you know <laughs> whoa so there you go <laughs> now you know the other side of the the fan <laughs> you can smell it <laughs> wow so all right we want to close this keep it short but one thing is um we were reached out i think somebody reached out to us through instagram and i believe we have identified oh, an, right. another cambodian that happens to be resident of puerto rico and someone 
we don't know this person and, and, and I'm gonna throw out the first name. Wendy, I think you have reached out to us and um, Rosemary, you reach out back. Hopefully, the, uh, if you're listening to this, um, give us a call. We would like to meet the other Cambodian on the island. Um, I know, then I wouldn't feel so alone. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, uh, we don't even know if there's more Cambodians here. I thought you were the only one, but I'm pretty sure there has to be at least one or two, I'm thinking. So. I don't know. It is. I've met a few in the states where it's, it's been, you know, same kind of dynamic what we have the Puerto Rican Cambodian union mix uh, in and the then, U.S. but not here, not no, not living not here. here, not here. So we'll see. So uh, if you know of any residents of Puerto Rico that happens to be Cambodian, um, even first generation um, Cambodian descendant. Uh, let us know share this video it would uh, be awesome yeah add a, um, you know share reach out to us through Instagram Facebook YouTube uh, we'll definitely would love to um, see more people uh, meet them yeah uh, I'd love to meet them yeah I'd definitely love to meet them yeah. see their ideas and how their experience has been and kind of learn from each other and, and also talk shit in Cambodian about other people <laughs> <laughs> Everybody knows Damn, these Puerto Ricans are crazy. <laughs> exactly. Fucking drunks. My goodness. Now I can talk shit and nobody knows what we are yeah. saying. Bochinche. There you go, Cambodian Bochinche. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Um, I think hopefully we're getting more fluent at this. We're learning. Um, I appreciate your support. Uh, as always, if you like this video, uh, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, you know, give a thumbs up if you like it. Uh, share your comments, share your feedback. If you have any questions, uh, if you have any uh, increased comments, anything, uh, share on the comment section below this video. Um, don't forget to subscribe on YouTube um, and our Instagram, Camborico PR, and YouTube Camborico, Facebook Camborico as well. The links will be under uh, this video in the description section. And don't forget to hit that little icon so um, after you subscribe so you can get notifications whenever we upload a new video. Uh, on to the next one. I hope you guys are doing okay and stay safe. See ya.